alien theorist theorizing. Case file 24. Case file 24. What do you even call it? What do you call call this? Just 9-11? Do you call it... I'm going to call it the Great Deception. Uh, Two Uh, Towers. The Two Towers. Great. (laughs) Whatever. Because then people people will be like, oh, they're finally tackling J.R. Tolkien's greatest novel, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. (laughs) Or maybe they'll think we're doing a we're doing a like review of the movie, and then they'll go and they'll be like, "Oh, well, this is pretty good as well." <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's not what I was expecting, but I am enjoying it. But anyways, we're, uh, we're back after a long hi- hiatus. I'm Zell. I'm Braden. I'm Dan. Oh, it's good to be back. It is good Man, to be I, back. It's been a little I while. Miss, I missed the first one ever. I was I had a good run going, and my run is now ruined. Your run is over. I am the only remaining. Merit, or, oh, Iron Man of uh, Alien Theorist Theorizing. I'm the OG. OG ATT. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But anyways, it, uh, what, what's been up? What's what's going on? Um, uh, It's been busy. I think it's been busy for us. You know, it's, your studio's getting finished. I'm uh, doing top secret stuff. Dan lives overseas as usual. I'm a uh, global jet setter, you know. We... Uh, we have. It's not that we haven't tried. I think we tried last week. We were going to do one, and it just kind of fell apart. And that didn't happen. No, it's well, I was going to be on the last one. I was going to do the last one, but I was in Dubai, so I was can do it. Yeah. Uh, I so it's, I, one second. We, we got we got people trying to call already. Oh god damn it! Yeah, Who's this? I got to message this guy. Keep going. Um. Yeah, I, we, it's not that we haven't tried. We've tr- we've tried to put one out. We've made honest attempts to record, uh, but we told everyone. All you guys know, it's summertime. Uh, we weren't going to be that regular in the summer, so uh, we we're, we'll pick it up from here. We didn't lie to you. We didn't lie. We were completely honest, and uh, we did a few in the summer. Oh. We tried, and the studio is almost done, and we're going to be back weekly, maybe bi-weekly. One of those two. We're- if, we are thinking anything, about everyone every day. We are thinking yeah. about every one of you all if day. nothing else, we are consistently <laughs> inconsistent. Like, that's what you can count on. You can count on that's us That's what you can expect. The yeah. quality. <laughs> um, and now, it's actually funny. Mr. Conspiracy is uh, moved up north of the wall in Canada. So he's living up in uh, the far north now. He's working, uh, he's working the Night's Watch. He's yeah. technically building a wall. Oh, well, there you oh. go. Oh. Okay. I, I've got snacks just being delivered to me. This is Keep awesome. Keep out the polar bears. Some snacks. My snacks consist of. Thank you so much. Okay. My snacks consist of little grapes, I think, and Are they crackers and cheese. Are they Concords? Those the ones that pop in your mouth. Oh, they're delicious. Oh. Oh. Sour. Oh, I'm. You know what, though? To be honest, when we started chatting. I was laying in bed and I had the laptop on my lap. Now I'm sitting at my desk, but I'm like, I like this. We should get some beds in the studio, like some like <laughs> beds. Oh no, you're gonna be pumped because I'm not gonna lie. I'm putting actually a hammock swing in here. Uh, Perfect. I was just so about to say you, hammocks. You can lounge in the hammock while podcasting. I'm sure the world's greatest podcasters all podcast from hammocks. I'm don't, pretty sure. What's wrong with you? Um. Oh, okay. So some things. Let's do it. Uh, do you want to do housekeeping at the end, or should I do some let's at the beginning? Let's get out of the way right now. Let's get out of the way. Okay, well, okay, so Twitter. Oh, my God, has Twitter been busy lately? Um, so many new people. So many new people joined the conversation. Um, the Rogue Truther, 
uh, at rogue underscore truther. Uh, yeah, we, we yeah, new episodes would help. Yeah, yeah, we we get it. We're working on it. <laughs> oh, I, I read that one too. I mean, we uh, let's, we're recording right now, so there you go. Yeah, um, Mark McCartney. Uh, thanks for thanks for following us. He gave us some. He wants uh, crystal skulls, stone spheres of Costa Ooh, that's Rica. A good one. That's a good one. Of Costa Rica and another weird one, the Georgia Guidestones. Look it up. Oh, Hashtag yeah, that's a good one, too. That's, that's Hashtag that's look good. it up. We'll look those up. Uh, Zach at Tough Frog. Uh, he's always uh, talking to us about uh, various things. Um, so thanks for joining. Uh, if Again, we've been busy, but we are planning to be more active on Twitter. So you message us. We like the tweets. We try to get back to you guys, but uh, it's, it's been a busy month for us. Uh, who else we got here um, going up the list? Uh, Aids of Spades, Adrian, um, thanks for messaging us. Uh, we're reading your so we're going to actually touch on some of the stuff you talk, you sent us. Um, so, Siddhartha, who? Siddhartha, Siddhartha, Siddhartha yeah. Vader. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. at Siddhartha Vader. I don't go on Twitter to tweet, but yo, I just listened to a case file on Elisa Lamb, and that shit is fire. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I like that tweet. I don't really. I think it's good. I don't. I'm not sure. I love. Um, I love the people who go, who like just just go on Twitter and just add us, and we're like their only person they follow. They're, yeah, that's, that's pretty favorite. cool. Okay, um, wait, I got I got a quick shout out because this guy is just nonstop calling us Ellie Emmett, or maybe it's a girl. I don't know, but you gotta just take a take a chill. We'll call you back later. Anyways. Yeah, we just started. Like I know we've made that thing of like, oh yeah, send us message. But give it, you know, come on. We're well, this just- is, this isn't so much a call-in episode. This is uh, we were just. It's kind of a. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover. So yeah, we're, you know, I was gonna we do, do that. Gonna do we'll hours, talk to you later. People can call in later. Maybe we'll see. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um. Oh, and the other one. I want the other thing I wanted to address that was pretty funny is. Um. So everyone knows our uh, Canadian national hero Ron Pawn at this point. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think we've brought his name to uh, the the masses. Um, my favorite thing is we've had people who have started Ron Pond Twitter accounts, but they don't spell it Ron Pond, like P-O-N-D. They spell it Ron Pond, which is P-O-N. And that must just be our Canadian accents coming through where you don't hear the, the D of the <laughs> I've heard, yeah, I've heard Ron Pond. I've heard Ron Pond with a T. Yeah. Okay. But like, so, anything close to that, I guess we'll accept. Yeah, well, I understand the meaning, so... Well, there's actually someone hashtagged out. What would Ron Pond do? Like, what would Jesus do? But Ron, what would Ron Pond do? So that's an that's a good hashtag. Okay, Ellie M- Emmett, you gotta go, bud. This is insane. God damn it! Yeah. Oh, well, they can. Ellie is unable to join this call. They need to come online, update Skype, or they're using an unsupported device. That's Ooh. the right message I get. Amateur. Fucking amateurs. Eli? Maybe it's Eli. Eli. God damn it. Eli Eli Emmett. Eli, you honestly disrupt the pod. You know what? Let's just shut this one down and release it. (laughs) That's it. Um, (laughs) No, you caused a meltdown. Um, You caused a meltdown. We stopped the pod. We stopped our train of thought to try to get you on. And then you have an unsupported device. You better check yourself. Check yourself. Okay. Oh, you wreck yourself. Anyways. Yeah, moving. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on to space news. Space news. Space news. Uh, I got some space news. It's been a while for some space news. Okay, hit it. 
I got some space news. Okay, before we talk space news, I love the fact I was trying to call you guys, uh, the one I couldn't be on from uh, the fireworks in Vancouver, and <laughs> I figured out that I could. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I figured out I could get onto the Skype call without having you guys to invite me. So I would go onto the Skype call and I could hear you guys talking for like a minute. And then all of a sudden you guys would be like, there's some weird static. What's this? Why? And then I'd be like, yeah, I'm on. <laughs> and then I ruined the podcast. Well, yeah, well, you didn't ruin it, but you made it inconvenient. You definitely didn't make it better. Yeah, I didn't make it easy for them. <laughs> Anyways, um, so... Auroras. Guess what, guys and girls? Auroras. Get out. Uh, yeah, so uh, September 1st, 2nd, there was uh, tons of aurora activity all through the north. Uh, what they call it, it's uh, the northern autumn. So uh, people in Finland and stuff have been sending pictures of uh, auroras all over. So um, there's some... Solar activity is like medium right now, so chances are uh, next couple of days there's like 35% chance of uh, solar flares, and that could pick up t- from the 4th to the 10th. They're thinking that you could start to see more and more. So if you're in the north, like I soon maybe, um, or we're Mr. Conspiracy, we should get Mr. Conspiracy to make sure to get some pictures of Aurora's for us. Yeah, he's, he's far enough north, he can really see them for sure. Mm-hmm. He's far enough north that we should just go get him to check at the North Pole if there's a hole. Yeah, just go up there and peek in. <laughs> uh, let's take a you know, take a little day trip to the hollow earth, you know. Yeah. No big deal. Um, awesome. yeah. So if you're anywhere in the north, um, check for uh go outside, check the skies, uh chance, good chance of auroras. Um Do you ever say anything? I have anything, a feeling I you see do you ever say anything else but auroras? Just, just no, I kind of changed. Like, I, I, I do have some other stuff. I was going to talk about the, the SpaceX. Uh, oh yeah, that's on my list. Oh yeah, me. yeah, the SpaceX um, Falcon Nine rocket. Uh, is it is it Falcon Nine? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know exactly what what rocket. Hey, guy, yeah, I don't know the designation. They uh, they had a she gone. A rocket, yeah, she gone. Oh. She. She exploded, so um, I I hate to see that. Like it, like for me, I'm like it bums me out because oh, someone just someone I just noticed on our Twitter, someone had sent us some space explosions synced up, and uh, they they've got some weird things circled and stuff, but I don't really understand. No, okay. uh, I was just gonna say that the okay, people have messaged us and said, "Okay, the SpaceX it was a test flight to launch a satellite into space." I'm not sure what satellite it was. Look it up. But if you look closely in the video, as soon as the fucking thing blows up at the top, it just explodes. There's this little fucking black speck that kind of like goes across the screen right as that thing explodes. And people are claiming that a UFO blew up SpaceX. So, I mean, it's weird that there is this weird little like black speck. It doesn't look like a yeah, ship. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. It doesn't now. look like a ship. It doesn't, right. it doesn't really look like anything. It just looks like a black speck that goes from right to left across a screen. screen and as soon as it happens, the fucking rocket just explodes. But yeah. uh, well, I don't know. You're reaching maybe, but it's weird. It, is, it just sucks that that blew up because I was a big fan of SpaceX. And, and, it, and it does. It, it, it sets everything back when this stuff happens, right? 
Yeah, like, exactly. it sets them back months and years because now they have to go and review policy and stuff, and it's a nightmare. Yeah, it, yeah, that sucks. I mean, and I, I want like I want affordable space travel. That's what I want. Forget avo- affordable health care. I don't care about that. All I want to do is fly. <laughs> I just want to go to space. I just want to go up there and look down. Yeah. And be like, it, it's a planet. I know it's all, it all makes sense now. I just want to go up there and look. You know what? I want. I would much rather you charge a hundred thousand dollars for transit on like a public bus and charge me two ninety five to go into space. Oh, it makes more because sense. because I never use public transit. I would use the space. <laughs> I, I would use the space way more than I would use public transit. Have you ever? Have you guys ever been on a public transit bus where you, there's not some mongoloid on there with you? <laughs> Mm. No, I think no. Take it. I don't really take it. <laughs> okay, I got more. Yeah. I got more space news, and this is fucking pretty cool. Is it SETI? SETI is investigating a signal oh. potentially from a much Ooh. more advanced civilization. How fucking? I know. It? I read this one. This one was mind-boggling. I was it's, so excited. So I guess this could. This yeah. The signal was originally detected. It says March fifteenth, two thousand and fifteen, in Russia, and then kept secret from interna- from the international community. But. Now it's been released, and they're saying that it's coming from a star that's about 6.3 billion years old, however they get that number, who knows, but from a, in the constellation Hercules, about 95 light years away from Earth. And they're saying that the type of signal they use signifies that it very well could be a type, between a type 1 and type 2, was a, it's a Kardashev type 2 civilization, like that Kardashev scale. Which yeah, mean, which means they're harnessing all power from their solar system, pretty much, because the it's an isotropic beacon means that the signal was sent with equal power in all directions from its source. So it's like a pretty advanced signal. So system. how far away? How far away did they get? How, what what well, was the distance? They're estimating about ninety-five light years. So not the, that say, message is about on at least well hundred ninety years old. It's at least ninety-five years old. <laughs> But like that's the that's like the first real signal they had in a while to really like raise any concern. Yeah, I, I saw some stuff about that. I think that uh, I've seen some things. They said that the signal might not actually. You know, I've seen a bunch of just debunkers. They're like, oh, it came from Earth, some weird thing like that. And it's I know, and like it hasn't been proven yet. So like I I tweeted about it. Like, please yeah. let this be real because that would just make life complete. But like, but until, they until they do have that one star. They do have that one star that they said was really weird. Uh, I can't remember the designation, um, but they said that it might have like an extra solar, uh, like a giant structure around it. Oh you guys yeah, heard about that one. Yeah, we've talked about. The they're saying light, it's yeah. gotten, it keeps getting weirder. They keep seeing like the, the like the, the readings or like the the observations that they're making on this star. Like it just keeps getting like weirder and weirder as the, as it goes along. And so it's pretty. I thought that one was pretty cool. Yeah, we've talked. I will. Uh... Yeah, we'll find it. Well, let's update that one. Let's update that star on the next podcast because I don't have the information yet. Yeah, and I remember, uh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the alien mega structure, and it's like there's a experiencing a weird yeah. dip in light as it as it kind of like circles the star. So yeah, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem normal. It seems it seems alien. Let's say. Anyway, um, fucking space news. We could go forever, but let's get to the topic at hand. September eleventh, two thousand and one. Boom! Nine one one. Nine one one. Um. Fuck. So uh, I don't even know what to start. Where do you start on this one? Yeah. Well, let, I'll just uh, give it a rundown. September eleventh, two thousand one. Uh, terrorists attacked, uh, took down the World Trade Centers, killing uh, 
2,996 people and injured over 6,000. And I imagine the kill count is higher because I'm going to say that that kill count should be ever climbing with people who, like first responders and stuff, who suffered, uh, like, you know, fatal, like, health complications from that. You know what I mean? Like cancer and stuff and from all the... Yeah, this. respiratory damage, anything from yeah, the debris. I, 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 think if, yeah. I think if people are dying from that incident that were first responders, they should... Or just people in general that were there, they should be tagged on to that. Like, it, I think it was... Oh, like, well, yeah, the, the reaching totals, like, who knows exactly. Yeah, it's far. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, at... Um, I have the times here kicking around here. Where did I just? I had them loaded up on my phone. Go back. How many? What was the supposed hijackers? How many was there? They took four planes. Four planes total of about. They first when they released the documents, they said it was probably about nineteen hijackers over four planes. Right. Uh, two of those planes. Uh, one crashed into the North Tower. One crashed into the South Tower World Trade Centers. One of them, Flight 93, crashed in the fields of uh, Pennsylvania. I can't remember the exact uh, city right now. And then the um, the other one, they claim, crashed into the side of the Pentagon. Oh, man, there's so, there's so much about this one. It's fucking crazy. It, this one is like, it's one of those ones where there's so many coincidences that you're, you're almost like, okay, can these coincidences... Uh, I, yeah, I don't know where. So should we? Let, okay, let's start with the two towers. Let's start with the twin towers, the big ones, and then we'll branch out to uh, Tower Seven and the and the other two. Okay. Oh yeah, that one too. So these hij- okay. these hijackers they hijack the planes. They fly in like erratic, non like linear movements for over an hour, like whatever the times the times vary. But they flew off course in like weird zigzag patterns for an hour, circled back towards the twin towers, and the first one struck at. Man, I, I can't remember the times. Eight thirty a.m. It's uh, it's eight forty eight forty six, I believe. Um, it sounds about right. I remember I was in school at the time. Oh, it was. It, was. It, it struck the it sh- hijackers flew the plane into the north tower of the World Trade Center at eight forty six. So that was and the second one. The second one hit at nine oh three. So like just over, just about twenty minutes apart, just over twenty minutes yeah. apart, kind of thing. Yeah. It's man, you, you watch you watch the videos and like yeah, okay, the planes, they smash in, they explode. It's surreal. Like you it's, watch them, you're just it's it just seeing that you're just like I don't how could outside of a movie when when could you ever see that happen? This is no, and, and, and it's it's something where you remember everyone remembers where they were. Like it, I remember being. Watching it. It's so true. I was, I was like, I was only 13 when it happened, but I still remember like waking up and like watching the news, be like, holy fuck, like what? What is that? Yeah, I was in, I was in school, and I was going to like my U.S. I was actually going to my U.S. history or like civics class. I think I was going to, and they just turned on the TV and we just watched like the whole thing. And it was just crazy. Um, I, I've, I've actually watched the videos uh, going through of how they snuck past. Uh, airport security and stuff and the terrorists like uh, i will say like of all the conspiracy and stuff this watching this video gave me the like for if this were to be set up by the government and like it's this huge plan like they did give it because um, it was super high risk at that control gate because had one of those control guys at the search gate 
caught on or just was like kind of an on officer at the time and stopped one of them. Right. You know what I mean? It could have changed, could have changed everything. But what they were doing is they were wearing similar clothes. And as one walked through the metal detector, uh, he kind of talks to the other one and distracts both of them while the other guy walks around the metal detector, doesn't even go through it. And as the, as the two agents are kind of talking and they turn around, he leaves because he's been searched, doesn't go get his bag. And then the other guy who is dressed the same actually walks, who's, he's now skipped the line, walks around and then picks up the bag. The other one checked and then leaves. Oh, so, so like, like they had planned it out really good. They must've done trial runs and stuff. But what I'm saying is like, had someone been like, Hey, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Had someone been watching and seeing, but airport security back then wasn't as tight as it is now. So there, there probably wasn't too many people on the gate and it wasn't that big of a concern. Right. Yeah. It was before like the, that, well, that kind of, that started the whole national. I was right before like TSA and, and stuff. We actually, I don't think we really had that much. Uh, I can't remember that many times flying before that. Uh, but like it definitely wasn't as bad as it was like, take off your shoes and you know, can't have any nail clippers on the plane and whatever. I don't, I don't remember any of that before nine eleven. So the first, first plane hits eight forty six, and we, everyone knows what happens. These buildings absolutely crumble. Uh, Yeah. They burned for about, uh, they said they were on fire for less than not even like a couple hours. Like, and it's not that long. Like they, the, the fire that was caused by the, by the planes that crashing into them, like the, the fires themselves, uh, which are, they said were over maybe about four floors in each one. And, and they didn't burn for that long. They collapsed like it, uh, relatively instantly. It was pretty quick. It wasn't, it wasn't slow at all. It's fucking crazy because no high rise steel structure has ever completely utterly failed from fire ever in the history. Yeah, of building. never. I mean, there's like at least four or five cases, like same buildings built in the same, like, uh, the world trade centers themselves, uh, were both finished in 1970 and 1973. And there have been other buildings, uh, that have suffered catastrophic fires. And, uh, I know there's at least one case in Spain that the same type of high-rise tower as the World Trade Centers, it burned for almost 24 hours, and it did not collapse the way that the World Trade Centers... It didn't collapse at all. I've it's just like the top the top floors were demolished, but it didn't collapse. I've seen that video. It's abs- that, like, that building is an absolute raging inferno like, from like all the floors. It completely fucking engulfed in flames, and the steel structure held like no problem. Like it's yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make sense that three buildings on the same day all fatally like all completely collapsed from top to bottom. Yeah, like I mean, let me let me throw out some numbers for basically the World Trade Centers. Uh, here's like the composition: they're made from two hundred thousand tons of high grade steel. Well, that's the structure itself or the inside frame. Uh, Four hundred and twenty five thousand yard cubic yards of concrete. Uh, they have about 60 kilograms uh, or 60,000 uh, like 60,000 kilograms of uh, cooling equipment or something like that. And then the, uh, at the core of the buildings inside, they're made from about 
the cores themselves, like the core itself, is about eighty-one by one hundred and thirty-three feet, and those are made of forty-seven box columns. Each one of those is thirty-six by sixteen inches thick. You know, I mean, they have they had one hundred and three elevators in there. Um, so these towers I mean, we were built to withstand a plane impact. Like that's like, yeah, that's documented. It's it was they like, were just. It yeah, designed, designed to, to for like do a, that. a Boeing seven hundred seven or something. So like a huge fucking plane. Yeah, uh, those buildings, impact. buildings in New York. I mean, uh, any sort of high rise at that elevation would be designed to withstand a plane crashing into it. Yeah, whether it's a seven hundred seven, maybe nothing bigger than that. But um, even that, I mean, they had in the nineteen forties, uh, like a B fifty two, like crashed into the not B fifty two, crashed into the top floors of the Empire State Building, and that didn't collapse and so you i mean it's just a little strange okay so look at it. let's let's start pulling threads at this one uh so ryan in your in your best guess what would you say what would you say drop this drop the tower let's just say drop the two these two towers okay well, what would you say what, what i want to say first i want to tell you what the official explanation of the free fall collapse was the jet the planes hit I think when they turned the wings, it was like seven floors and they took out some of the main support beams. They cut, they severed a few of them. And then yeah. the, 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 the story goes that the jet fuel melted and twisted the beams enough, enough for them to bow inwards, collapsing the floors. Each floor collapsing would knock the floor off below it completely free of any, like completely free. And then that floor would continue to fall on the floor below until all the floors, the entire building collapsed onto the ground. It's called like, like they call it pancake theory or inward bow theory. Where yeah, the steel, I've heard that one. Where the steel beams would get so hot they would bow inwards and collapse, let loose the floor attached to them, which in turn would collapse the floor below them and the floor below that, and so on, all yeah. the way down right to the basement. And that, that was one of the uh, that was one of the explanations that they posted in the Popular Mechanics uh, back in I think two thousand seven, uh, trying to debunk the claims that this this was a controlled demolition it's okay and now now i'm gonna tell you what i think these fucking planes well like the theories go deep the theories go really deep i'm gonna start right now with the planes hitting the building the fire causing it to collapse here's the thing it is physically impossible for if that plane hit those 10 let's say 10 floors from whatever it was the 84th floor 76th floor whatever upwards 10 floors it's physically impossible for those collapse of those floors, those 10 floors for the entire building to collapse all the way to the foundation. It's physically impossible. Like it just doesn't happen like that. And then there's, okay, there's, this is where, this is where I really got into it is there's this thing called architects and engineers for nine, nine 11 truth. And these are fucking guys who build these high rise multi-story steel buildings. And they all are like the official story is does not make sense 100%. You can go on their website, just search on Google, and you can watch all their videos and all their testimonies. They have like 25,000 signatures. So right there, you're at a red flag. Like, buildings don't fall like that. Yeah, yeah it's... Um, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I've seen the videos. Uh, I think... Uh, I don't know, what, is it Fahrenheit 9-11? Or, I've, I've watched so many videos leading up to this, but they show... As the building collapses, what seems to be floor floors and floors below 
it, what looks to be like charges, uh, like it is a controlled demolition. Yeah, there are, I mean, you watch some of the videos and, and they point out uh, on some of the floors, there are what look like, what looks to be um, smaller explosions below the floors that are burning. And I mean, even people, first responders, uh, you know, firemen, policemen, uh, bystanders, like they said they heard multiple explosions uh, besides the ones that crashed into the, uh, besides the initial impact explosions of the jets uh, slamming into the buildings. Yeah. Like after that, they heard, they heard other explosions. Like some people were inside the building, and they said they heard like secondary and you know, I guess you say tertiary uh, explosions inside the building uh, before it came down. And and there's there's and there's also firefighter testimony that uh, they heard explosions in the basement as they were going in. Like, oh, yeah, that part is fucking crazy because there's so many firefighters in the basement. Like they hear like, oh, we heard this explosion, like boom, 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 like giant explosions. People are like ejected, like into the ceiling, like across the room. People were fucking like legs, like legs removed and fucking like huge explosions has nothing to do with the planes impacting. And right there, if you talk to anyone in controlled demolition, they say like you knock out the main support columns at the base of the building is the first thing to go. Like that's the yeah. very first, and I mean, you could, okay. you could ask, how did they get in there? How did they put the charges? Well, let's let's let's, let's keep going with how with with the building wait, falling, hold, and then we'll go. You know, okay. no, hold, hold, we can we can touch on that. I got something on how could they plant the charges right now? Right, right. Um, so basically, a leading theory is that this is, um, that the Bush administration organized this. And when you pull little threads, the, the flights that were hijacked were American Airlines Flight 11, and that one hit the first tower left from Logan Airport. Uh, United Airlines Flight 175, uh, that left from Logan Airport, and that hit the second tower. American Airlines Flight 77, uh, that left from Duels International Airport, and that one hit the Pentagon. And Flight 93 is the one that crashed in Pennsylvania. Um, now, interesting enough, um, George Bush's younger brother, Marvin P. Bush, owns a security company. And back then, can you guess three areas that he was in charge of security for? I'm going to guess mm. uh, main, main elevator shafts for support columns. Uh, floors, yes. Whatever to whatever. Well, it goes deeper than that. Remember how I talked to you about how the security guards were... Uh, pretty much missed, like missed the hijackers going in. So Marvin P. Bush's uh, security companies at the time handled security for not only the World Trade Centers, but also United Airlines and Duels Airport. Interesting. So, you know, that's just one of those ones where it's like, well, that's strange. Yeah, that's an easy connection to draw. Uh, right? So, you know. so. So then when you, when you make that connection, you go, okay, well, then how hard is it then for if you own security to make sure security is so lax that any uh, construction to the building, you could then strap C4s to the base of all the support beams? So let's, let's, um, so if we, we bring in the, bringing the towers down, 
what other evidence do we have that it's a, or what other observations can you make that it was a controlled demolition? Oh, it can make that. them all day fucking long. Okay, the plane, so. the planes hit. It's a big explosion. There's a fire. There's fire on multiple floors. Let's say there's, I think there's, the evidence goes between seven and ten floors, like the main structural fire of the building. It only burned for just over an hour or just under an hour, whatever fucking word, like numbers you want to take. Right, right. How does one hour of jet fuel burning, which only burns at a maximum temperature of like 1,500 degrees, and that's like in the perfect conditions with the perfect amount of alcohol or uh, oxygen, how does that melt steel, which melts, it does, it, that doesn't melt steel. Like steel, right. steel, I melts, mean, steel melts at 2,750 degrees Fahrenheit. So like we're like well over a thousand degrees hotter than jet fuel. Yeah. And they, I mean, they did say, um, I mean, there is claims that they're saying that the, the, the steel beams didn't have to melt. I mean, these are explanations offered by, I mean, I read these out of some, uh, other debunking theories, but they said that the, the steel beams don't have to melt. They just have to weaken. They have to and go, they weaken yeah. at consider yeah, they weaken at a considerably uh, you know, short, uh, lower temperature than what their melting point is, and then they bow in and then you know you have your pancake theory. But the the fact is that when they were doing the recovery and they were doing the um, uh, they were going through the wreckage of the nine eleven, they found molten steel in the bottom, in the basement. They found molten steel at the bottom, at oh, ground zero. Oh, baby, we're, the just, we're just getting started because, yeah, that is fucking, how crazy is that? That a structural fire on the top, like, 5% of the building causes the basement to completely go to molten fucking lava. It doesn't, like, how? Like, I, it doesn't make, and the only, it doesn't make yeah, sense. The only thing hot enough to do that, or one of the, one of the best ways to do that is, I mean, most demolition experts and demolition companies, they use thermite. And they use thermite, which would cut through those beams and would melt it. And if you use a thermite charge, most of the time, there's no evidence. They just burn themselves out. And you would never find any evidence that it was an actual charge set. Yeah, and I totally agree. And, okay, now here, now here we're going to go a little further. Because when the buildings fall, you watch, okay, if you watch the videos really close, obviously we can't show you on this podcast, but if you watch the videos close, the top antenna of the building gives out before the rest of the building so that that's a perfect indication of a demolition because the, that's the core columns giving way first so the antennas are connected to the core columns like the core elevators it drops first and then you watch those top 10 floors drop and after those 10 floors drop the whole thing drops in free fall speed from top to bottom and just disintegrates in midair it's fucking weird yeah, yeah it's like when you watch it and you see that, you, I just I can't think of anything else. Like it looks so much like a a demolition that it, it's yeah. too perfect. And for two of them to go down like that side by side in the same exact manner, like talk about hitting a hole in one if you're a terrorist. You know what I mean? Like you're like, let's hope we crash these and let's hope this fucking oh. comes down. Well, let's, let's I make, mean, it really if if you say if you believe it went down like the government says it went, I mean, it's really just like a perfect storm of, of weirdness. I mean, the only thing on those planes that probably uh, could have burned hot enough to burn through steel is, is some of the body parts and some of the, the composite materials used in the landing gear, which uh, some of those are made out of magnesium alloy. And uh, 
once you get magnesium burning, I mean, when I was in the military, like that was one of the worst fires you could have. If you have some sort of equipment, whether it's landing gear on helicopters or planes, if you get magnesium burning, it burns through everything and it won't stop until you cover it with sand or you remove oxygen from it. But it'll burn hot enough to go through just about anything. And I def- so that's I definitely agree. Yeah. I definitely agree with the magnesium, but like the landing gear is it's not that big. Like there's not enough. Right. Mag- that's what I'm yeah, saying. There's not yeah, enough just- to really get going. But you're saying it would have to be perfect. Yeah, it would have to be perfect. Like these these landing gear would have to have somehow collided with these support, all the support beams cut out everything. And I don't even know if there's enough magnesium to be burning through everything to bring the building down in that perfect kind of just, you know, well, they use the pancake thing, but it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Like, I don't know. And we're just going to start because you said thermite and thermite. Thermite itself, if any like any chemist can really make thermite if you have the right ingredients. And I can't off the top of my head think what they are. But and- if you go, there's thermite. So there's evidence of thermite, but there's evidence of thermate, which is thermite with sulfur added, which it, it increases right. the reaction yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And now, now you're getting a little more technical and a little more like... Yeah, a, that, that high-grade thermite, that high-grade thermite, you need, um, I think it's like nano-aluminum. Like you need a special kind of government controlled uh, aluminum exactly. to make that and that's kind of like, thermite. So there's thermite, there's uh, thermate, which was a sulfur, and there's nanothermite, which is that nano aluminum and stuff you're talking about. And that shit is right, military right. grade. Like you just don't get that. You don't make that as a normal chemist. You don't make it as a terrorist. That shit is like you can't just make that. I mean, you can't get it in the amounts that you would need. No, exactly. To do something like that. Yeah. So let's let's say let's okay, let's let's say let's give benefit of the doubt to that thing. And let's say that it was the absolute greatest planned terrorist attack. My thing is if you if you say it was there was no government involvement, it was completely terrorist, that means they pulled off the Hail Mary of getting the planes. Let's say that the thermite found at the bottom is because they planted it there. Then that means they somehow got access to the construction to then plant that, but then that means they would have had a bypass security, which is then run by a bush. So I have a hard time never go, never finding a route that doesn't end to a bush somewhere well, on these, on these, on these, man, on I, these I agree. crazy paths. Let's say they, let's say they actually hijacked the planes and that's real. And that's a real story. And let's say if they got, say they did get gain access to the building somehow, this is not like a one night job to fucking plant these explosives on these columns and fucking do it. No, this is like a multi month no. like preparation. Like you really have to know what you're doing. You have to be a professional, especially how those buildings came down, like perfectly vertical, top to bottom, free fall speed, like a perfect. Oh man, like it just it boggles my mind. And let's say let's give the benefit of the doubt that they hit the exact sweet spot of the first building, and they took out yeah. all the core columns. These Kate, when I when I look at this, I try and just go from like from the physicists, and they're like all these engineers and stuff. Kate, let you take a plane and you smash it into those ten floors, and let's say you hit the sweet spot, and those floors disintegrate, and the ten floors above that come crashing down at free fall speed and hit the floor, hit that next floor, and then the next floor, next floor. There's resistance resistance on each of those floors, so the time it takes for each floor to fall is less than the floor, or is more than the floor before it. Yeah, which is not free fall. Like you would watch the billion. Like you'd watch. It's a it's a law of physics. Like every action is an equal and opposite reaction. So if you have ten floors to fall, 
them taking out 10 floors is highly probable. And then taking out a few more based on momentum of the gravity, pushing that weight down is also probable. But for them to go through another like 80 floors at free fall speed oh, is no. impossible. It's impossible. It just does, can't happen. If you tie, you time that collapse, it's like at free fall, about 9 point, was it like 9.2 meters per second? That's like gravity. That's how things anything falls in free fall. And if you time the collapse of at least the first one, and it's just like down. Yeah, it's there. There's no resistance. There's no floor that was intact, and that it comes down like jello, man. It's nothing. I still have a hard time. I have a hard time wrapping my head around like an aluminum plane, like an aluminum plane that's made to be light and and shearing through steel beams. Like, like I yeah, don't feet thick, you know. not just like fucking flimsy little beams. These things are fucking, yeah. These are at the top of the building, supporting like. All that wind resistance of the building, the hundred stories, like wind resistance, these huge fucking steel beams. Yeah. This thing that's sheared right through it. I can the only part of the plane I can see going through these beams is the engines, because they're the strongest part of the fucking plane. And even if those engines even if those fucking engines hit the sweet spot and knocked out some support columns, yeah. even if that top and how would it yeah. How even, would it fall in that? Like I see it would like fall one way, maybe, like over on top of each other, oh, like exactly. over on top of itself. But it just goes straight down. It goes, the fucking plane hits it. Yeah, I, it, this is exactly what would happen in real life. And I've, these architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth have said this. If you hit that building, because where it did, it kind of hit like off, off center. It wasn't like a perfect shear right through the middle, which would cause like the fall straight down. It kind of hit off center. So if, that, if, the, if the theory was true, what they tell us, those steel beams would melt and give way and the floors would collapse on the one side. The top 10 floors of the building would hit Say they go 10 floors down, they stop, and it falls off the side, and then the rest of the building is standing because it's still structurally intact. There's, ne- there's never been a collapse in history like the one they're trying yeah. to fucking pull on us. It's weird. They've never, I mean, in, yeah, in the history, there's never been a, deme- uh, I've never heard of a building collapsing from a, a plane collision, much less a fire itself, like perfectly collapsing uh, due to fire. I've never heard of yeah, it, and for, I'm pretty sure, like in the U.S. at least, like in the the recorded history of the U.S. I mean, no. Well, that's that's the happen. thing, like perfectly collapsing. I could see if like a fire, like a raging fire, took out and melted the steel, and the fucking some floors gave way, and like the structure gave way at some parts and fell off. But the no way the building Not itself, even that. The, the building itself would still be there. Like you could still recognize the building. I mean, even if they said the offered the explanation that it wasn't just the jet fuel that that melted the steel beams they said it was like a combination of the jet fuel and materials in the building like why what 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 materials i mean if you say paper or they said paper or rugs or types of furniture i mean that's that no like <laughs> that doesn't make any sense yeah they said paper yeah. paper rugs office desks they said fucking drywall like gypsum board like that, you know or like the compression that like you know in that the heat in that small an area but when the planes crash themselves, I mean, jet fuel, yes, it is highly combustible. And, you know, but it would, like, as soon as that, 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 that tank of jet fuel ruptured, I mean, it probably would have aerosolized, like, so quick. Oh, and just, buddy. like, you see the explosion, and that's it. And it's, most of it's outside the building. Exactly. Like, Man, I, that's exactly what I wanted to say. If you were to explode that jet fuel, it would incinerate almost instantly. Like, pretty much most of the jet fuel would just explode. It wouldn't just sit there and burn. It's like it's gone. That's like a gasoline bomb. 
There's a huge giant explosion and it was all vaporized like instantly. I mean, some people, uh, I think they, some of the authorities like offer the explanation that they're like, oh, it was like some sort of rolling fireball that got into the elevator shafts and then went down the middle of the building. But those elevator shafts, they are hermetically sealed. They're airtight. Exactly. Like how, how is that even, how can you offer that as like a satisfactory explanation as to what happened? It's somewhat feasible. Yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense. Okay. So then. Getting into more issues with this, people are always, oh, okay, I'm reading one now, like, um, armed, two months before 9-11, uh, armed pilots were banned. Uh-huh. Uh, a 40, so the, a 40-year-old Federal Aviation Administration rule that allowed commercial airline pilots to be armed was inexplic- inexplicitly rescinded two months before 9-11 terrorist attacks. Oh, yeah. There was, like, a bunch of policy changes and things that right. happened, right, or, like, the months before 9-11? Because, and then people, are, like, you read into that, so what did they have? They had box cutters and fake bomb parts, they said? Something That's like that, That's what they yeah. took the plate of it? So, like, had, had there been an armed pilot, like, boom, that doesn't happen anymore. But, uh, yeah, like two months before, all of a sudden, like, oh, you know what? We've never had an issue with guns, so let's not allow them anymore. Yeah. The and, months, and, yeah. and to me, that's yeah. crazy because fucking the states want to give teachers guns in the fucking schools. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it, mind-boggling. Well, some states. <laughs> um, uh, the CIA didn't know what to do because the same day they had scheduled to do simulations of planes crashing into buildings how that were fucking, hijacked. How fucking yeah, crazy is that? Hit that. So they there, are, there are at least eight. four or five separate drills going on uh, for NORAD, at least, uh, yeah. that they were... And, like, you listen to one of the calls, and when they call in, like, it's like uh, New York... Uh, it's one of the air controllers, and they call in, they're saying, hey, um, we've got a possible plane hijacking. Uh, we need you guys to do something about it. You need to scramble F-16s or something. And the voice on the other side says, uh, is this real world or real world or is this a drill? And the guy's like, no, this is a drill. And the phone goes, guy goes, oh, God. And uh, he's like, I don't know. And the aircraft friction toy is like, well, we need you to do something in the next 10 minutes. And like nothing. It's, it's just too convenient. Like, yeah, it's, going it's on crazy. Like, how were they all... Yeah. How they had they two. They the had same? two. Go ahead. It, it just doesn't make sense because it's like, okay, so it's like, okay, sure, two different agencies were running this similar drill that would actually cripple any attempts for them to come and help. And not only that, but then the terrorists, you would have to say, knew that that was the day they were going to do that and that would be the fact. But then how would they have that? Like, how would their intelligence be that good? If they didn't have inside help, it's yeah. Like I mean, you could you could chalk it up, and I'm like, do you? I I can't. I cut out. Am I still going? No, you're still going. Okay. Um, like how can you? The people that that we say that did this, the people that we said that did this, like, can you really imagine that they have that? that advanced uh, intelligence system that they knew that like most of these classified operations going on. I mean, these 
these operations uh, were highly classified and that, that things that were going on. I mean, we had jets scrambled. I mean, a couple were over Alaska and a couple were over Canada uh, prepping for some sort of like cold, cold war kind of hijacking kind of thing that was going on. And then uh, really for the whole eastern seaboard, they I think they only had like eight eight fighter jets. And by the time they got the phone call, they only had time to scramble the jets. And they didn't have time to get over New York. Like, uh... <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And the, and the other thing to me is like, whose idea was it? Like, are they saying that the CIA and similar drills or were they working together to run similar drills because I'm like either way that sounds ludicrous that you'd have two giant agencies running this like you had no contingency plan mm -hmm. like it, it it just doesn't make that like that it just blows my you mind have, you have like the most advanced military in the world with the most surveillance the most like the most secretive and they let this happen yeah. four planes get hijacked Supposedly three of them crash into buildings yeah. and one crash into a field. After the yeah, first one and let's say the first one not did, even let's say the first one crashed into the tower. After that, it should be fucking red alert. There'd be no other terrorist attack. Like they would shoot those planes down before they hit anything. I mean, you you have a plane crash into the Pentagon, which is probably one of the most secure buildings in the world. And in that area of D.C., it's probably one of the most well-defended. De uh, like, they have anti-aircraft batteries. They have, I'm pretty sure they got missile silos still operational around that area of D.C. And you're going to tell me that you have a commercial plane crash into the side of that building, which also, that section of the building happened to be vacant due to renovations at the same time? Uh, oh. Okay. Okay, are we, let's, you want to go to the Pentagon now? Should we move to yeah, the let's, let's Yeah, let's go to the Pentagon since we're on it. Uh, would you, Dan, would you say that's one of the, like, the tightest security buildings in the States? Oh, no, like, without a doubt, like, it is crazy. That place is, it's built to be a fortress. Like, it is a fort. And okay. it is, if you could, that, D.C. itself, like, uh, most airline pilots, they say one of the most, uh, the most difficult landings is Ronald Reagan Airport, which is in Washington, D.C., if you didn't know. And when you fly into there, there's so much no-fly zone that they have to make a, an incredible turn. That's just insane. They're like, we have to make this crazy turn to get into Ronald Reagan so we don't get shot down. Because if you fly into certain areas, you'll get shot down with like within a second. And I, like you're going to tell me that a commercial plane somehow just... okay, Like there's no radar coverage. Nobody picked it up. Like, I don't know. I got, I got, I got, here, I got to, this is just fucking eating me away here. So this fucking plane, supposedly piloted, piloted by terrorists, mm -hmm. makes this huge, like, fucking 270 degree, 70 degree descending downward spiral, spiral, comes back towards the Pentagon, hovers the ground for about like 100 feet for whatever it is, two kilometers, and smashes into the side of the Pentagon, and not one of the cameras captured a plane. That's the one the most... No, well, the... Well, they're yeah. saying the ones, the ones that did capture, those videos were confiscated. Exactly. Like within That's what I mean. minutes, within hours, were gone. Like, those videos were gone, the, confiscated by the FBI or men in suits, and they were gone. The public to this day has not seen an actual video of a plane crashing into the Pentagon. There's the only footage released is the one security camera that only takes a clip every second. It's one frame. And, yeah. 
And you can't see like, anything in it. I mean, I remember driving past, uh, I was with my parents, and we drove past the Pentagon. Because you can see it, when you, if you go to Washington, D.C., um, and you drive into D.C. off of, uh, off of 95 uh, on the Beltway, um, you can see the Pentagon. And, you, and I remember seeing it, and like seeing at least the, the chunk that was covered with tarps where they were putting stuff in. Like it, it just was just this clean hole, you know. It didn't look like oh. it didn't look like if this is where a plane had crashed through. Uh, it, it didn't look chaotic. It just looked like it, it didn't look like like a just something oh. that you know it's not designed to do that. I gotta say, okay, <laughs> here it is. Here, this is like this is like another smoking gun for me. We haven't even got to the main smoking gun. We're gonna get to after this. The whole, the original hole of the Pentagon building was about 50 feet, give or take a little bit, depending on what analyst you talk to. But the wingspan of a seven fucking 57, the plane that supposedly crashed into those buildings is like 125 feet tip to tip. And then it's also 44 feet high. So where did the wings go? Where did the fucking tail fin go? Like, it doesn't. Right. That plane does not fit into the fifty fucking fifty by fifty perfectly yeah. cylinder hole in the side of the Pentagon. That place is concrete. It's a fortress, like I said. But if if you crashed a plane in there, I mean, yeah, you could say that it made that perfect hole because only the fuselage of the plane went through because the the wings like sheared off. They would have just like came off. They're made of aluminum, not super strong material, and they yeah. would have came off outside the building. But when you look at the pictures and the photos from things, like you don't see any tail section, you don't see any wings. Uh, and yeah, it's not like know. that stuff. You could have hit it. Like, it's, if it say if they did come off in chunks, they couldn't hide that fast enough from the public. Like, it's, there were no wings. If you if you look at f- pictures of plane crashes, there is debris everywhere, fucking everywhere. Seats, fucking parts in the engine, plane, tail fin, fuselage. It's just covered. The whole fucking ground is covered. There's not one fucking picture of the plane that hit the Pentagon that looks like a plane crash. And, okay, let's give them the benefit of doubt. Let's say the wings miraculously fell, like, sheared completely off and hit the building or before the building. Where do the engines go? These are things that are made of fucking, like, titanium alloy. They're the strongest part of the plane. If that fucking nose of the plane made that perfect hole in the Pentagon, where are the engines? Where did they hit? There's no impact of the engines which are almost as big as the main fuselage itself. So like, yeah, if that, yeah. Made a, if that made a 50 foot hole, you should see another like 35 foot hole on each side. Of yeah. The I mean, the, I mean the fuselage made it through, I think like the first ring, like the first ring of the Pentagon. I think there's like three yeah, it's, and it made it through the first one. And those would have made it at least like halfway through. You would see impact from those. Like I would, I would assume you like, would. Okay. And that can now, man, I'm, I'm not getting on a rant here, but, if you look at the explosion of the Twin Towers, the exact same aircraft, a huge, gigantic fireball just engulfed 10 floors, and they're on fire. What happened? If this is the exact same plane with the same amount of fuel, when that hit the Pentagon, where's the equivalent wreckage? Where's the fireball? Where's, like, there's just a tiny hole, and then, like, after a while, it was on fire, and it kind of collapsed, and it looked bigger than it was originally, but it was still not even close to the actual wingspan of the plane. Yeah, like... Uh, it, it's just mind-boggling. And then, like, yeah, and then uh, the same day, like, what, was it the same day I remember reading? I hope I can find it. Um, $2.7 trillion had gone it unaccounted was, for. It was the day before. <laughs> the day before. Kate, and here, Kate, I'm gonna, here I go again. 
the day before they announced like it was like 2.3 tri- they couldn't locate 2.3 trillion dollars out of the accounting section of the fucking Pentagon. And where did that fucking mm-hmm. missile strike? The newly renovated accounting services portion of the Pentagon annihilated it. Oh, perfect. How convenient. All back all our yeah, all any paper trail gone. Just exploded. Yeah, and this was like well, I guess I'm sure they had digital backup, but that was kind of before it was like a main, like a big thing. There's no cloud yet. So like there's this like and okay, and then the Pentagon is the most heavily surveillance fucking thing in the world. From from what I've watched and on the videos I've watched, there was at least sixty five or something like that angles of video that should have seen the plane crash into it. And we get one piece of footage that has one frame that you can't even tell what it is before it explodes. I don't Crazy. know. And, and, and the thing is the thing the thing for me is is like there's no secret that this is controversial. So if you have those footages and it's not, just release one. Release one something with the clear shot of the plane coming in. If it's a real plane, all you gotta show people is the plane, and then a lot of people will be yeah. like, "All right, it was a plane." And then like now the conspiracy will push to like, "Okay, like well, like why?" Blah blah blah. Okay, I got one more thing to add about the Pentagon here. So they, the, this fucking huge two hundred seventy degree downward spiral. There was this guy I can't remember what college he was at, but he was a flight instructor, and he said, "Ask any pilot who would try and pilot one of those seven fifty sevens." To be able to make that maneuver, how they did it, and hit the Pentagon from that elevation at a perfect like hit, they said it would take them 30 circles to even get close to try and do that. Because those planes are made to be a cruise ship in the air. They're not maneuverable. Yeah. And, they, and then I fucking heard testimony of guys who are working like uh, traffic control. And they're like, they thought it was a military plane because there's so many military planes in the area, like Dan said. That's like, true. That's a, that's a military plane maneuver, like to do a quick bank, downward bank, turn like that and come back and like hover the ground. Okay. Ah. so it's like very yeah. it's super possible that was just a military plane did that maneuver launched a fucking cruise missile or every time a missile you want to call it blew up the fucking perfect 50 foot bunker buster hole in the pentagon in the accounting section where they just lost 2.3 million dollars the day before trillion, trillion tr- yeah sorry trillion dollars like come on that's fucking nuts that is so it, much money and it yeah it's and and then the only security footage that you would release is the one footage that would conveniently not show a fighter jet leaving the area mm. um i mean if we're talking about money and we want to follow the money trail i mean that's a big one too but we also have flight 93 uh which is the other the fourth plane the other one um there's a lot of weird stuff about that one too <laughs> oh man this is like uh, this is it's Insane. Okay, Dan, give us give us what you know about flight flight ninety three. It, it's supposed okay. it never made its intended target. So what happened to it? No, it never made its intended target. I mean, flight ninety three. There's plenty of movies. There's plenty of documentaries about this. That the uh, the passengers on the plane apparently united together. I think there's. I think the one movie has Nicolas Cage in it. I think he's both in that one and the nine eleven movie where he's a firefighter. I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure. You might, you might be right about uh, that. Um. So he's in two nine eleven movies. Great old Nick Cage. Um, so the the passengers apparently united, and that they they overtook the the terrorists, the hijackers, and that they but that ended up crashing the plane into the ground um, in uh, part of rural Pennsylvania. Now um, this this flight ninety three um, on that day uh, there there is reports that a flight ninety three United Airlines flight ninety three landed actually landed at uh at a cleveland airport an airport in cleveland 
um, within the same times as a, a, another plane, Delta Flight 1980, uh, 1989. So uh, these reports some people who were on Delta 1989, the one that didn't crash, landed about uh, uh, within, they were within the time about 10 a.m. and like 1 p.m. These two planes landed, and passengers from 1989, uh, they said there were about 60 passengers on their plane. Um, as soon as, like, the two planes, after the two planes struck the, the Twin Towers, um, these two planes, after they issued the grounding order that all planes, all air traffic needs to be grounded, everything needs to stop, um, these two planes, two planes landed in Cleveland. And uh, the passengers of 1989 said there's about 60 passengers. Um, after they were evacuated from the planes and they were moved to another location, um, uh, one of the locations, um, there, the, on that, in that airport in Cleveland, there's a NASA research station. Um, and they're saying that they um, were grouped in with another group of people and it ended up being about 200 passengers. Uh, so you had Flight 93, these passengers from Flight 93, and you had the people from Delta 1989. And this was, I think it was probably actually a little bit before um, Flight 93 supposedly crashed, or a little bit after they supposedly crashed. So where, and then after these, after these passengers were taken off the planes, um, the ones from 1989, they went to a different location, and then the other ones went to this NASA research station and uh, reportedly were never, I mean, these people were never seen again. You know, I mean, theories abound about what happened to these passengers on flight uh, on flight ninety three. I mean, they could uh, were they murdered? Were they relocated? Um, where are they? So, uh, if you believe that the plane landed, so what? So what is the wreckage that they supposedly found? Then, what do you think that would be? Uh, some people, I mean, people who were like first, not first responders, uh, not the people who were the national trans uh, national transportation safety board NTSB. Um, uh, People who were there watching the recovery efforts, um, some people said that it just looked like somebody had just dug a big hole um, and just like a garbage truck had just like run, like a debris truck just ran through and they just dumped a bunch of trash everywhere. They said there, it looked like there were no pieces bigger than, um, than you could pick up with your hands, like your two hands. Like there was nothing that big. And I don't know. I think there's a report of the coroner for Somerset County, Pennsylvania, uh, the county where it happened or was nearest to it. And the coroner said, I stopped being coroner 20 minutes after the crash because there were no, like, after it happened because there were no bodies. No bodies. That's what I've heard, too. Um, okay, yeah. Just, they, and they never, they never released the black boxes. Oh, yeah, no. That, yeah, uh, never found those. The black boxes from the two... These black boxes made to withstand like everything. insane amount everything, uh, and there's two. I mean, there's two black boxes from each plane. Yeah. There's a black box for the cockpit, and there's black boxes for the flight data, and you don't find either of them or the one and the one that was released for Flight 93 to the families of the people who died or you know allegedly died. I, I mean, they maybe they actually did. I'm not saying. Yeah, we don't you know. know I'm not but... trying to be just yeah. But the ones that they did release and listen to those families, it was a private affair, and the, the families had to sign release forms saying they would not discuss anything that they heard from that flight recorder. Yeah. And they couldn't so, take notes. They couldn't do anything. They, they listened to it, and that was it. 
So no bodies, we're meant to believe that uh, the bodies absolutely spontaneously just erupted into uh, like atomic level, at the atomic yeah. level. Vaporized? Like, the black know. boxes were absolutely destroyed that you couldn't even find pieces of them to identify them. But yet, mysteriously, somehow, uh, their passports, terrorist passports. Oh, yeah, oh, the yeah. Indestructible, that, that, indestructible the passport. Yeah. Indestructible passports that would have been okay i'm gonna say you there's either two spots they had their their passports on their person or in their carry-on bag if it's in the carry-on bag it's in the seats so it's it's in or it's in the front row seat taking that nose dive in but either yeah. way if you're going to tell me that those black box and stuff didn't survive and you but you conveniently find the terrorist right <laughs> like it, that does not make sense yeah the like, fbi when they when they did uh, their investigation, they they presented these as they presented these passports of these alleged terrorists as evidence. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, it, it from recovered from wreckage that apparently, uh, you know, was there was a fire in the vicinity of this this person who was vaporized and a fire that can meet melt still beams, and you still have, and you can find his passport. Oh no, no, you know what okay. happened? You know what happened? They're flying those planes in. They quickly open up one of those windows on the plane, chuck their passport out before they hit the plane, <laughs> before they hit the tower, and then that's why it's miraculously on the ground in perfect condition. Yeah. Okay, here, here, here's my here's my thoughts on ninety three. So I think I think it was an inside job. Every other hit was an inside job. Ninety three was also an inside job, but ninety three happened exactly how they wanted it to. It was set up. And Flight 93 is the rallying cry. It's like, it was the rally cry for all. It was like, look, they fought back. We can fight back. We're going to go and find them. We're going to fight back. Just like the the survivors of Flight 93 did. They saved all of us. They saved yet another attack. Like, that's the true America. Like, we need a rally. And, like, Mm. Flight 93 was almost like a rallying cry. Right, so it wasn't like a total loss on our on the U.S.'s part. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I can see that. I could, I, I could get behind that theory. Right, like there was the three that was there were three targeted, and the reason they went down, and then that last one, uh, I think that was that. But you, you know what? That doesn't explain. Doesn't explain why the fuck? Because there's a pretty good theory that it was destined for World Trade Center. Tower seven, that, the okay. third tower. Let's mm. let's get into that now because that is honestly the smoking gun of this whole demolition fucking thing. Okay, let me. I love this part. I'm gonna read the. I'm gonna read the. I have it pulled up. I just gotta scroll down to it. Please. It uh it it talks about uh, the official report and I uh I read it and I was like oh really um where is it okay so three buildings in the World Trade Center collapse. Due to fire-induced structural failure, the South Tower collapsed at 9.59 after burning for 56 minutes in a fire caused by impact flight. Uh, the North Tower collapsed at 10.28 after burning for uh, 102 minutes. When the North... Here, this is where, this is great. When the North Tower collapsed, debris fell on the nearby World Trade, World Trade Center number 7, damaging it Starting a fire, these fires burned for hours, creating immense heat, compromising the building's structural integrity, and collapsing it at 521. Right? Yeah. 
what? Okay, <laughs> and I, I think it. I think it's it's weird because like the guy, um, the person who actually bought the train, uh, the World Trade Centers. Uh, he had them insured. He tried to fight the insurance companies and have him awarded like fourteen million dollars or something like that, and uh, trying to get the planes uh, each oh. considered that he would collect on the insurance, and they only awarded him like two point two million. Okay, yeah, we you, you cut out there, oh, Dan, but yeah, right. okay, it was like I think his name was Larry Silverstein, and he had purchased yeah, the rights it, yep. to the building or whatever it was months before and then he took a crazy insurance policy on the world trade center buildings and then he claimed he wanted so many billions of dollars for each billion after that was destroyed and he ended up getting quite a bit but here's the thing okay okay i'm gonna go back a little oh bit. do we have a failure ryan no nope, uh, no failure we're still going oh is it ryan is it was oh, okay uh, okay there's no failure here boys except for yeah, the fucking failure of these twin okay. towers just mysteriously <laughs> collapsed Okay, Larry still like you've heard the stories. If you haven't, go watch all the videos you can on this fucking topic. Look up Larry Silverstein. He bought, he bought, he bought the he bought the towers. He bought the insurance for the towers before the collapse, and he was awarded billions of dollars after the collapse. Yeah, and it's like this. I mean, this gets into. Um, I mean, we've already covered like what happened, and and then um, I mean we can get into why it happened. No, let's just keep, let's keep like going. Why this? Why somebody would would go this deep? I mean, this this complete information blackout. Let's stay with okay. World, we'll stay with billion seven. What was that, Ryan? Let, we'll stay with. We're gonna stay with billion seven here. It was okay. it, it, because of the falling debris from build set. Okay. So trade center building one and two, they it sustained multiple floor fires, office fires, and building trade center seven. Nothing. Nothing crazy. No huge fires. The whole building wasn't up in flames. It was like multiple floors had fires here and there. And after, it, what did it burn for? It, didn't, it did not burn for more than like what, like six hours or something. And all of a sudden, it just yeah, let yeah. go at free fall speed, the same as the other two towers, right to the ground. It's it's mind boggling. This is the smoking gun for me. Um, World World Trade Center Seven is the first tall building known to collapse primarily due to uncontrolled fires and the only steel skyscraper in the world to have ever collapsed due to fire. Besides, So crazy. No, no they'd had three in one day. There was three ever yeah, to collapse but, to fire. World 1 and 2 and Yeah, seven. but the other ones are, the other ones are said to have because, uh, yeah, because of, yeah. yeah, this one is solely fire. So before World Trade Center 7, never has ever has a steel building come down due to fire and the other two come down and somehow this one just combusts. Somehow the fire gets hot enough, just burning paper minimally. It wasn't even fucking hot. It wasn't even a big fire. And the thing fucking collapsed free fall speed top to bottom and disintegrated. Like how, how does that happen? Yeah, I, it's it's absolutely mind boggling. Like if you haven't heard the video, like the guy says, "All right, pull it." There's a video of someone saying, "Pull it." Is that oh, is yeah. that fabricated or not? I don't know, but and, that's exactly what it looks like when you it's uh, when they demolish something and they say, "All right, pull it." That's like the last command before you fucking pull the fucking yep. time charges and fucking drop her. This is like oh, oh yeah. it's it, just it, insane. Like where where do you like? 
Okay, let's. We can go on forever, but let's agree. I agree that the buildings were demolished in some fashion. While there's, it was a combination of explosives, either C fours on the columns, nanothermite on steel structures, all in perfect unison to create a free fall collapse. That's what a lot of these. That's what the nine eleven engineers and architects for nine eleven truth are saying. There's complete evidence for it, and all they want to do is get to the bottom of it. Yep. I mean, I'll go on record saying that, you know, I'm an American, I love my country, but this is just so, it is so highly unlikely that the way, the manner that these towers came down, and and to attribute the sole cause being planes crashing into them, like, I, it's really just... I I couldn't say I I wouldn't be like no that's that's that cannot be the only reason that those towers came down in such like a perfect fashion you know like in no way uh uh-uh. <laughs> yeah it's uh I I also say like uh there's there's definitely like you don't need to do more than fifteen minutes of research to start asking questions uh but you know what like th- th- there is still active so uh you know go to 911truth.org um there are people still affected by this so go on take a peek you know at the end of the day you got to look it for yourself and make your own calls but yeah it's fucking mind boggling uh, it, it's just it's crazy to think that it could ha- and they don't do anything like i mean the bush administration like fought the investigation like and then it's like majority of the people believe it was an inside job and it's like that's it like oh well yeah it was like a perfect for the last almost like a year uh, a little more than a year after the the disaster itself after the 9-11 collapse of the trade centers it was like information blackout like nobody could touch the site no independent investigations no internal investigations even congress and the senate were trying to start their own investigations and the bush administration was stopping them from doing it inexplicably they never offered up any good justification besides that you know (laughs) never testified under oath nope like they didn't do anything like what is it and my thing is like okay if if all of a sudden you guys thought i was bigfoot and all i had to do to prove (laughs) to you that i wasn't bigfoot was to like go over to your house and be like I, I, I swear that I'm not Bigfoot. And then that would appease you. Wait, you're not like, Bigfoot? You're not Bigfoot? What? Not Bigfoot. Why do we even have you on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. I, no, whole, just... The whole time. <laughs> just old, old average foot brain. <laughs> old 9.5. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, it, just, it, it doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. Like the, Okay, there's more money spent on the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky scandal <laughs> than... The 9-11 commission report. Are you fucking kidding me? The biggest yeah. terrorist attack and most fucking foreign caused deaths on in America on American soil was that was it? That's all they could muster was a report yeah, that lasted the, five years that never said anything? Dude, it was like the, the investigations themselves into the 9-11 that the government uh, allowed were incredibly underfunded and incredibly like restricted in what they could do, what they could see, and uh, what they were allowed access to. And it's like you just – like one of – it's probably since Pearl Harbor, that was like the most uh, devastating attack on U.S. soil. And you don't want to get to the bottom of it? Like you don't want to figure out like who fucked up? Right. <laughs> like, 
who dropped the fucking ball and let like three thousand people die and one uh, three thousand Americans die in one day and and have you know all these incredible far reaching consequences? Uh, <laughs> it's just like, Come on. it just it's mind boggling. Like it just does not make sense on any on any stream how this like how it could happen. How it could happen like yeah. that how they said it happened is is impossible. Like I can go yeah, it, I can go okay. Okay, we've talked about the theory of demolition, right? The planes caused blah blah blah, the demolition took down the buildings. There's obviously the world of conspiracy runs deep. There's fucking theories that there was no planes used, right? Have you heard those theories? That it was all yeah. it was all done by like video, I don't even know what the fucking term for it is, but Real time holograms. Real time. No, real time video fucking. layover. Like, because there's supposedly only like four or five actual footages of the actual planes hitting. Ah, no way. But I like, can't believe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I believe it. But the only thing that I can say to this argument is, okay, when a when a plane is going 500 miles an hour, there's something called wing, wing tip vortices. So when you fly, like if you, you you see in like fucking war movies, like have you ever seen like We Were Soldiers when they dropped the napalm bombs? And the, right. the planes fly like kind of over the explosion and the fucking wingtip vortices create these huge like curling balls of like, yeah, okay, smoke, okay. right? But if you right. watch like, if you watch the videos of the planes hit, it's just a giant fireball and there's no like, st- the planes are going like ridiculously fast when they hit the buildings and there's not any wingtip vortices that come off of that. So that's, I think that's where they get the theory that there was no planes actually used and it was just an explosion and a hologram or whatever. Like I never got into it. I don't mm, really know, okay, but okay. that's the only thing to me that's like, like, yeah, why is there no wingtip vortices? Why is there no like big vortex after the plane hits like that? There's a lot of air turbulence when a plane flies by. Mm, okay. And okay, I'm, a, I'm about to fucking tell you something else. This is like another theory. There's this girl, she's, she's a physicist and engineer and she has written this book called where did the towers go? Have you ever heard of this? Her name is Judy Woods. Okay, so here's this is a fucking mind-boggling theory, and like I don't. This is like it's beyond all realm all realm of theories that people know is because these buildings are 110 stories tall, and they fall at free fall collapse, supposedly from fire on 10 floors or whatever that collapse the whole building. When these buildings fall to the ground, the amount of debris on the ground should be about 10 to 12% of the total height of the building, who, what stood, right? Yeah. Judging by this amount of material and what was in there, it should be about 10 to 12%, depending on who you talk to, of the mound of steel and concrete that should be on the ground. Mm-hmm. The height of the building, when the buildings fell, after all the dust cleared, was about 2% of the height. So this girl's theory is that it was... She's not, she's not saying that there was no demolition used, but on a top of demolition, her theory is that there was some other technology that we're not aware of. She calls it directed energy or the Hutchison effect, if you ever heard of the Hutchison effect, which pretty much oh, manipu- uh-huh. manipulates molecular structure of compounds to disintegrate just, oh, okay. but just by the use of sound frequency. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, Tesla had something like exactly. that. It started with Tesla. Like, he kind of started it. And then this yeah. guy, like, John Hutchinson, he's a Canadian guy, Canadian, like, basement inventor, has de- okay. he, he developed this thing where you, if you run, like, a certain amount of, like, sound frequency through material, you can physically yeah. melt wood into steel. It's or like melts. sympathetic vibrations. Like, you vibrate at the same frequency, and, like, the atoms will, like, burst apart. Exactly. And, like, like, all the, their, like the yeah, res- okay. resonant, yeah. same, like, same concept as, like, uh, 
as an opera singer breaking a cup, yeah. right? You can find yeah. the resonant frequency of a crystal glass and you can shatter it with your own voice. So the, the her theory is that, okay, you watch the billions, they, she, the fucking billions explode, right? From the basement, there's all those big explosions. But as the billions fall, if you watch it close, if you watch any other demolition, like a big demolition, there's dust when it settles and the kind of dust kind of settles after a while, but the dust never really goes above that much of where the top of the billion originally stood. But if you watch the World Trade Centers, it just fucking, her, her, her term is dustifies. It just turns to fucking Dustify. dust in midair. And it's true. I didn't really, like, at first I was like, oh, it sounds crazy. But if you watch some of the videos, the fucking building collapses. And the, there's, like, a, a main portion left that's, like, 400 feet high. And it's a big steel beam, like, big steel, like, girder. And it in mid, it just falls to the ground and turns to dust and just disappears. Mm. It's fucking weird. I got, I got more, but jump in here. Tell me what you think. I'm gonna tell you a little bit more after that. But I mean, as far as far as uh, like seeing debris from the thing, I mean, I know there were reports that uh, at the time, uh, mayor of New York, uh, Rudy Giuliani, like they were once the towers came down, like the like within a couple, like within the day, he was having materials uh, and and. Uh, the remains of the towers were already being shipped off to recycling centers. Right? Why? Like there was no, basically, there was no investigation yeah. of them. I was like, you're 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 basically you know you you cordon off a crime scene and you're destroying evidence. It's like it. you're, you're, I mean, you're taking stuff. You know, like it's, exactly. Uh, it's a crime scene, and they're already fucking taking it away. Dude, guys, I just did a quick look on this John Hutchinson. He lives in Vancouver. Yeah, he uh -huh. does. Yeah, he does live over there somewhere. But anyways, Kate. He's Okay, well keep going on John John Hutchinson. Keep what do you what else you gotta say? We should get him on the podcast. The guy's a legend, but that, that would be fucking sweet if we could. Okay, okay, so I'm going I'm going back to this directed energy dustification. So yeah. if you watch like a a, a really a really good comparison, because it's another huge building, not anywhere close to the size of the Twin Towers, because nothing's ever fallen that big. It was called like the King Dome in Seattle. It was like a forty-story arena where they where they cr controlled demolitions, and you can watch all the videos. And it falls to the ground, and it there's dust and shit. But okay, this girl Judy Wood, she goes by when a building falls to the ground. It's the same as an earthquake. There's like S waves and P waves. I'm not a scientist. I don't know exactly how they work, but in an earthquake, there's like a primary wave and a secondary wave. And you can judge like the Richter scale. You can judge the frequency of the wave and how strong the earthquake is. Yeah. So when this kingdom fell, there's like, there's Richter scale measurements of like the seismic activity when it hit the ground. And it's like 2.2 for like 15 seconds. And then it kind of dwindles out after a minute. So you'd expect the twin towers falling from 110 stories to have at least the same amount of seismic activity, but probably four times more. Like if you were kind of like to judge, to extrapolate the math. But when these buildings fell and her, like her calculations, you can go look them up because hashtag look it up. Cause it's fucking crazy. You can watch the calculations of the twin towers falling on that day at the same time. And there is no primary wave. Like there's no initial impact with the building hitting the ground. Or there is, but it's a very small percentage, about 2% of the size of the building, which is exactly what's left over. So the whole, building, the whole building in midair fucking is pulverized into complete dust and doesn't actually hit the ground. 90% of the building doesn't hit the ground. 
You want to hear a little bit more? Because so I can keep going. Yeah, keep going. Now, now I've got yeah, my attention. Uh, I got me. You got so me. <laughs> if you haven't watched the videos, just type in uh, 9-11 directed energy videos and you'll watch the building just disintegrate in midair. Because when you watch it, it looks like the building's just collapsing, right? But it's actually just fucking turning to dust. There's this dust everywhere. So in Manhattan, there's something called the bathtub, which because all the building, all these giant buildings in Manhattan are like fucking four or five, six stories below sea level, right? Because they're on an island. Yeah. So they built something called the bathtub to keep the water out and all the subways and shit run through this. And it's like a big, like if that was a collapse, like Manhattan going to water. If the yeah. building fell with the amount of seismic activity it should have had from like the million, hundred million tons of debris that should have fallen on the ground from a demolition or from a plane crash collapsing the building, it should have annihilated all the parking garages below the Twin Towers and the bathtub in the same fashion that it annihilated the rest of the building. Only it kind of makes sense. But after the fucking collapse, the parkade under the building, a lot of it was intact and the bathtub was hardly damaged. There was no primary, like the primary waves and second, there was, like, it just didn't add up to what the seismic activity should have been from the building. So, weird. it's fucking really weird, but if you watch, the building actually disintegrates in midair. So, we're, then, now we're going into a fucking a theory that alien theorists are going to love. It goes back to the secret space program. We haven't really talked about it on the show. But supposedly there's a secret space program with technology that we don't know. Oh, yeah. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like the black NASA, like the... Yeah, the NASA above yeah. NASA, right? And NASA's kind of a front yeah. man, right? Mm-hmm. So supposedly yeah. her theory is like, because she can't explain where, like, where, how this would happen. So it's got to be a technology unheard of, right? Like it's the first time and that's why people are like, no, it can never happen. But she's saying it's very possible if you were to weaponize this Hutchison effect... And be able to like dematerialize matter and steel and concrete with vibrations, it could easily be done from something from space, like a directed energy satellite. Because because if you think it's okay, it was world built. It was building one, two, and seven who went freefall collapse, but it was actually like building three, five, and six also who were completely annihilated in this time. So two planes really took out the entire twin tower complex. It's I I it's like I don't, I don't know, know like, like I don't know it's just fuck it's a really weird theory that that's a cool theory and I think it's really neat and I enjoy uh, any type of if we have space based uh, dustification lasers that's super fucking oh, cool awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm not worried about Independence Day but um, I, I I I don't know if I would get behind it that much because like the like the World Trade Centers themselves, like the collapse and, and the 9-11 attacks, they had such more far-reaching effects and so many people were more like involved in it that I would think even if like not the highest parts of the government, but people like, I mean, they said the Saudis were involved and, and, and shareholders in different companies. I don't think these people would be aware. Uh, I wouldn't think they would have the kind of clearance to get like, okay, we're going to test this justification weapon on the world trade centers like why why do that and i also, I, don't know. I thought that like i thought the exact same thing and i'm still i'm obviously not sold on it because there's no proof like whatsoever but these world trade center buildings were built like they finished in what the the 70s or whatever you said that was the yeah. pe- peak time to use asbestos the amount of asbestos in those world trade center buildings was astronomical and the amount of money it would have taken to like redo them was in the billions more than they were okay. actually worth 
So there's a lot of other like high interest buildings in Manhattan. And if you, if so let's say all these people got on board, like, okay, we're going to demolish these buildings for personal gain and to gain access into the Middle East to pursue our war on terror, blah, 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 whatever it is. You don't want to take out all the buildings in Manhattan. You don't want to flood Manhattan. Yeah. So the theory goes, just a theory, look up, do your own research. Don't listen to us fucking crazy lunatics. But the theory goes that they're like, all right, we're going to, we're going to demolish these buildings. We're going to make it look like that. We're going to smash a plane into them. We're going to install, install explosives to knock them down. But when they fall, we don't want them to disrupt the bathtub and flood Manhattan. So on the way down, there's this technology we have that can actually liquefy or dustify steel and concrete before it hits the ground. That's the theory Mm -hmm. because also in the fucking wreckage, there's over a thousand toilets, thousands and thousands of desks and phones that shit was not found. There was no wreckage found of to- like, it, like it, it, the whole tower just disintegrates in midair when you watch it. It's really weird. If that's just mm, like okay, and, and you know it, it may not be direct energy, but it's more than just a normal demolition. There's some other type of fucking explosions in there that are just like actually just completely obliterating concrete and steel, so they don't actually hit the ground. It's like really weird. Man, yeah, it's, rant over. That's uh what's uh what what are we looking at for time oh buddy we're quite well over but we're, we're way way long. do we want to do what do we want to do do we want to make this a two-parter or what do we want to do you know what i mean we could keep going i'm just saying we keep going but we then we make it a part two and then or do we uh, wanna... you know what i think let's probably let's let's end it here today we talked about the planes and towers falling we can pick up another time with Okay, who did it and why and what's the purpose? Like, what's the end game? Good. That's uh, okay. That's what I was thinking. Okay, so yeah, let's let's end this one here, and then we can rec- release this one pre nine eleven, so we can release so they have something, and then we'll do another one next weekend. Deal. I like it. On right. the post. Okay. So okay, so let's let's end it there. We won't touch anymore. We'll kind of go back to uh, that other stuff later. But I I just wanted to go. I we didn't get a chance to go over it before. Um, so we, I want to do this new thing. We're not going to give as many Twitter shout-outs. If you really, if, you know, if we really like you on Twitter and you, you know, you're always interactive and stuff, we probably will. But uh, we need you guys to start rating us on iTunes. Like, uh, so please go and give us uh, rate. If we deserve a three star, give us a three star. That's all we deserve. But uh, if you give us a five star review on iTunes, uh, we will give you a shout-out and we will read your five star review uh, on the podcast. Uh, the second thing is, uh, I want to set up, we're going to set up, uh, some sort of beer fund. Um, so if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to buy the theorists, uh, a beer, uh, you can throw, you know, two, three dollars, whatever, 50 cents. Um, if you're putting in American money, that's like a thousand dollars Canadian. So it buys us lots of beer. <laughs> uh, it's not beer. It's theory juice. Yeah. yeah theory, theory juice. Um, <laughs> Wait, and then we'll uh, we'll give a shout out uh, every week. Well, yeah, we, we'll, we've we won't buy a case until we have enough for a case. Okay. Well, yeah, we've talked about this beer fund, but like, how do people get it to us? And like, what do we do there? Because I've talked, we've talked about also doing like a Patreon thing, right? Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll have some updates for you next podcast. Stand by but, uh, for beer fund updates because we like, yeah. we love beer. And uh, as it? always. You're, uh, if you're coming up to Canada uh, and you're going to be in the Pacific Northwest, uh, always uh, make a trip 
message us. Uh, we love meeting our fans. So I, I really want to. What was that guy's name? Hutchinson. I'm gonna look him up. I'm gonna John, see how hey, hardy. John Hutchinson is like a. His guy is insane. Like this. Yeah, he's. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna, gonna explain what he does. Just go YouTube John Hutchinson Hutchinson effect and the crazy shit that he's doing with these weird energies and free energy is next level stuff. Like it's, it's the future of humanity pretty much. It's weird. Um, yeah. So I'm going to look into him more. Anyways, it was good to be back. It was good to be back to pod. It feels like it's been a long time since I've done one. So yeah, it's like, we got a lot of good mileage out of this one. The studio is, is done minus the power. So minus the power and the sound treatment. So it's happened really quick. So by next weekend or the week after, for sure, it's done and we're back to normal case files for sure. Yeah. Any other any other news? The Earth is round. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Earth is uh, still okay. round. <laughs> and uh, as always, keep those eyes on the skies. Right on. Mm-hmm.